Hi everyone, welcome to our Cheat Out Chat. This is our third chat here. Um, this is where we you know, meet other projects in Polygon and introduce the people behind them. Today we have a very, very special guest, uh, the CEO and co-founder of uh, Blog Vigil, Saroop. Saroop, very nice to have you. Thank you for coming. Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone. Uh, nice to be here. Yeah, Saroop, so a lot of people use your product. I know certainly we do. Um, but before that, I guess we want to know a little more about the man behind it all. So we'll start with a, with a simple question. Um, who's Saroop? Uh, I, well, I'm an entrepreneur. I love building technology products. Uh, I've been doing this for about 15, oh, I, I think about 20 years now. So this is Block Visual. I started about three, three and a half years ago, um, getting into the blockchain space. So I love to write code. Um, and I was trying to build something on Ethereum in 2017, actually a bunch of things. And I realized how difficult it was for like a mainstream non-blockchain dev to like build things. And yeah, that's, that's kind of where the idea initially started off. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And, um, we just like, we've weathered through a lot of storms, <laughs> even a pandemic now. Uh, and, you know, happily we've sort of, um, I think one of the things like you guys brought it up, uh, what Polygon, um, users and customers sort of mostly use is actually one of the newer things that we launched, um, exclusively with them. But yeah, it's been a very, very exciting seven months, I think, uh, since we went live with it. But yeah, that's like me in a nutshell. And then of course I have a co-founder, Anamit as well, who's not on this, uh, talk, uh, because it's almost midnight here. Um, but yeah, he is, uh, he's the, he's the CTO behind the scenes, making sure all the code is written well. Uh, my job is to put out all the fires. <laughs> nice. Okay. So we've got the fireman himself mm -hmm. over here. Uh, perfect. So you, you, you mentioned, okay, having to go through pandemic, but also, um, uh, since since y'all started around early early eighteen, y'all also started kind of right when all hell broke loose with crashes of Bitcoin, all that kind of good stuff. And so, uh, can you walk us maybe through the early days of Block Vigil? What it was like starting, how y'all started, and what what it was like going through all of that mayhem? Yeah, I think uh, so. Some ways the mayhem was helpful for getting my attention, right? So I had just I'd been building this company in esports uh, a little early for its time. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people know the industry now, um, but not back in 2014, 15, right? So um, I didn't quite enjoy working as an employee after that. So I took some time off. And in 2017, uh, I had already been, you know, a Bitcoin user since 2011 um, and through the small startup called Coinbase. <laughs> and which is not this mammoth company, but, um, uh, you know, I, in 2017, I think what caught my eye was, even though it was the ICO hype, it was actually what Ethereum was capable of. So until then I knew about it, but I wasn't sure what it was capable of. So sometimes you kind of need, um, like, just like <laughs> some people might think we are pioneers to a lot of things on Polygon and others. I think I had a lot of other people to thankful to because they built those early applications, right? Even the shitty ICO projects, they did something and then they, even though they were launched, they all sort of brought in attention and that's what you need sometimes, right? Um, but by the time I kicked off Block Visual, which is exactly, I remember it was 1st January 2018, I did not party in that New Year's because I was so pumped. <laughs> To start this company 
and I had saved up enough money and this was my seventh venture then. So to me, it comes naturally, right? So it was just like, I was like, it was so obvious to me. I was like, wow, this is like a huge need and I can be a customer and I still am, right? I love building apps on top of our own API. Yeah. And so that's what we started doing. But then came the crash, right? <laughs> and I think it was maybe three months, four months. There was definitely that little bit of ETH was doing well. But then the market really uh, went down. And that was really hard because, one, uh, we have never been token projects. So if you actually guys go through our tweets and, like, I think I have publicly also, even though I've helped a lot of companies, and, of course, I'm partner with one of the biggest protocols, uh, which has a token, I personally couldn't justify that, right? Like, just because we could throw a token at it. So that was very difficult. And that meant that investors and backers would not want to fund uh, a project like ours, right? So I just bootstrapped it till end of 2018, I think, until we got into an accelerator. But yeah, there's more to that as well. But yeah, this was the 2018 story itself, which itself was very, very, I think, I don't know how many times I probably gave up on some, <laughs> but I just, I think me and my co-founder had the conviction and that has never been weaker. We have always, it's always been stronger, right? So we've seen a lot in the industry, but yeah, All that right. was 2018. <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. That's uh, it, it, like you said. It really does take conviction, conviction not to uh, not to just go with the hype or, or go and follow the follow the money and really stick into your guns. Uh, so you mentioned getting into an accelerator program. Uh, mm -hmm. What was that? What was that process like? What was the experience like? Uh, how did it help? Hmm. Um, so it was a quite a bit of hustle. Uh, I was sitting next to this team of three people who are now running this massive blockchain called Solana. <laughs> uh, and I remember just brainstorming with them, right? Anatoly, um, Alan Yu, who's actually sort of serves as an advisor at BlockVisual now, uh, and then Raj and a few others. Um, and, you know, we were just like, at that time, it was like, I still believed ETH was, you know, the future and you know i've been proven right <laughs> on and on and i uh but the goal was to be this agnostic api so it doesn't matter who you are and you should be able to come from your exist you know bring your existing um, um, tools and languages that you like and no matter what the blockchain is right whether it's ethereum whether it's solana and others and by the way when i was working in the solana team there was you know very um the goals were really big as well right there was like 700 thousand transactions per second and things like that and then how do you sort of bring in evm features so there's a lot uh, i have been able to share with them and learn from them as well but then those were all those early times so using that so i was in the founder startups office while this was going on and i finally at least got myself an interview and just so you guys know um just like y combinator uh founder startups is a very hard uh accelerator to get into uh, especially if you're a blockchain company, like yeah. so they're like for revenue, right? Like you need to be having some good numbers, traction, and who in our space actually has traction? Right? <laughs> Today, it's a different story. If I showed them my blockages numbers, they would be probably surprised. They're not aware right now, so this this video might catch them by surprise. Um, and I might I might reveal the number. Let's see. Maybe I'll just reveal the stats which I'm publicly revealing anyway. Uh, but back then we didn't. What's, what's right? We'll, we'll get Sorry. the numbers out of you. <laughs> You'll get the numbers out. Let's see. Um, I, I actually, I think we've been building a lot in public. Uh, Blockage just tweeted out yesterday before your, if you see the last tweet, uh, it's the latest numbers that we have shared. 
Um, but anyway, so we we managed to get in with a pitch that we were this Twilio for blockchain, right? So that were, and again, keep in mind we don't have any of these RPC and all these business because back then there is this company called Infura. And that's it. No, there's nobody else. There's no alchemy either. Okay. Uh, and I actually met some of the early alchemy people uh, much later on, but there's only Infura and no one's making money off that either. <laughs> so, and we were a layer above that, right? So we were a middleware, not the, just the RPC layer. So, um, but yeah, so that was the pitch that, hey, we are trying to build this sort of Twilio or Stripe. And they kind of got it because it's in their portfolio. And they made literally, I think they had a blockchain track. Uh, for some companies like Seller, uh, you guys might know there's another layer two solution. And this, I think some of them have died, honestly. <laughs> it's the state of most project, but that's the one company I remember clearly. Uh, and of course, Solana was in the previous batch, right? So they recommended that, hey, so is building these things. And so I'm in San Francisco at that time. And so we get into the accelerator, but we get into the uh, software as a um, solution, right? SaaS yeah. uh, thing. And we have... <laughs> Forget about revenue. We barely have traction. <laughs> we had like 100 developers using us. And that too was like out of my network, right? Like I was like, yeah. I was trying to get to the mainstream audience, which wasn't quite resonating with blockchain. And blockchain developers weren't, didn't quite get it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so going through the program was like one of the hardest experiences. Sometimes I felt like why I, I waited. And like I said to you guys, it's been... Um, you know, it was my seventh company and I've tried to get into like YC or 500 for the previous few at least. And I never even got an interview. And yeah. here I am. I finally got the opportunity and <laughs> I am like at the bottom of that batch, right? <laughs> like there's companies making millions and not millions of dollars, but they're like trying to hit that million dollar in ARR. And yeah. we are here like, hey, we have no revenue, no traction. We are building the future. It's there. It's on my, it's, uh, I think it's there on YouTube. I wish I could delete that video. But I'm also very thankful because we'll, we'll it shows. This. Yeah, it shows the progress, right? So if you look up, I think I'm I'm also like I put on so much stress weight with all the stress of dealing with that accelerator. Uh, but yeah, so we we came out of that accelerator with actually no money, as in we got the initial funding that everybody gets. It's like a deal, uh, and I think blockchain companies did not take the deal because they were not equity based, right? So we were equity based, so we took that deal. And, you know, $100,000 was, could go a long way for us, which it did. And, um, but yeah, so from there till I would say, so that's like, I think we graduated end of February, 2019, which is again, a bad time. I remember Bitcoin was a few thousand dollars and ETH and all are like just sitting there and no one, no one gives a shit. Um, and yeah, so it's since then we've had in a much different journey, but yeah, that's the final startup story for us. <laughs> Oh, so it, it looks like you guys have really been through a lot as a team together. Um, could you maybe talk a little more about the culture within the team uh, now and I guess a little bit about how it's progressed? Yeah. So I think culture has been, even when we have not had teammates, which is mostly the case <laughs> because we couldn't afford to hire engineers. So um, the good thing is my co-founder, Anumit, uh, I've known him for like 12 years. So he's worked with me in the past. Um, he was actually from my university. So, you know, there's that more than just the friendship, just having, uh, and we've both sort of seen a lot in life, <laughs> which is, I think, very important when you're building companies. And this is like crypto, non-crypto, right? Um, I think crypto, of course, has a 
how do I say, um, it feels longer <laughs> these three years, uh, but that's uh, precisely why it was so important to have somebody like him. And it's not just me trying to like persevere through. And But of course, I've always been the sort of the shield, uh, which is why you'll see my name mostly outside. But, you know, he's the one sort of making sure behind the scenes, keeping me sane and then keeping everything sane. So, you know, culturally speaking, that's how we've always thought that we have we are already responsible for lots of customers, let's say hundreds and thousands of customers. And we have like a team. So we literally have a culture channel on Slack before we had an employee. And for almost, I think, two years until we hired the first full-time employee, that culture channel had every bit, like everything, and not just culture, there was other channels like, you know, whether it's about discussion about engineering, we would almost like, you know, for two people, you don't need Slack, right? You can just DM each other on WhatsApp or Telegram. Yeah. But then we we pretended like, you know, if someone comes along in the future, they can come and look through every decision that's made, why was it made, and every mistake that was made, right? What was the reasoning behind it? So we were very particular about whoever comes in. It's not like we are starting to set a culture. The culture has already yeah. been set. And oh, it's brilliant. very important to persevere through, right? So if you don't know your founder's journey, then you're going to have a hard time because it's it's not going to get better. Sometimes it's going to get worse. But yeah, so that's um, in a nutshell, at least. <laughs> uh, that, that's brilliant. I think uh, I think a lot of projects could probably take that take that note, even as starting small. Um, start throwing throwing things in the chat as if as if you did have more individuals on the team. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess dive let's dive in a little bit deeper into your product and um are the products that you have as well as your users yeah so the i think i'll maybe i'll just keep this with respect to polygon more um yeah um, considering that's what the topic is about so uh we actually did launch with a code product so if you go to maticvigil.com um, you guys will see that product, right? Like it's, there's, um, very detailed talks around it because it's like two, three years of effort that's gone into it. Um, the interesting thing is, um, when we launched, I'm trying to remember, I think Matic mainnet had gone into phase one. Like it was literally the, just sort of a beta launch. And I remember, um, um, because just a year prior to that, uh, 2019, yeah, 2019, end of 2019, we were building our own L2 because we were not able to scale Ethereum, right? Gotcha. And uh, as in we could scale, but then we couldn't charge people for a service, which <laughs> takes, you know, it costs something during the morning and then something else during the night. I couldn't yeah. do that, right, to our customers. So we had some proof of concepts and things like that. And uh, we realized that we would need like a layer two solution. So we actually started building something. And then um, now I would say fortunately <laughs> that we did not pursue it. Uh, I had met, uh, or at least um, Anumit, my co-founder, had met JD a few times in India. So I was not in India until then, right? So he had met him there. And then I finally had a chance to meet him. And then we were, I'd already been following his progress online. So I was like, looks like these guys have figured it out, not just with technology, but with um, execution. Because it's very important that tech alone doesn't win in blockchain, right? You will see hundreds of projects that are out there or layer twos out there as well but you'll see what Matic is capable of, right? And of course, uh, and then I've met Sandeep and others, and I'll get to that later, <laughs> who are irresponsible for doing so much more as well. 
but yeah, that was the starting point. So we started discussing, and I think at that time we were trying to struggle. <laughs> we were struggling ourselves. So the pandemic had hit, and I'd come back to India, and I got stuck here, um, still here since then. But and fundraising, everything had dried up, right? Like those few three or four months of it. So uh, and you know, Marek and the team was uh, sort of kind enough to give us a small grant so that we could launch our product for the first time on another so we i think we are launched on another one you guys can probably google it which we shut down uh, but you know on an actual decentralized layer two right so, um, or at least at that time we were just calling it evm chains that was our focal so uh, and that's what matic virtual is same product that we built for ethereum um takes all of your uh, sort of smart contracts into a easy to use api you get like rest api webhooks web sockets you don't have to worry about gas signing like even like worrying about how blockchain works, like you're not going to look at code, like hex codes and stuff. You literally get like a JSON response and you're making post calls, like using Postman or something, right? So a little ahead of its time <laughs> with everything that we had built uh, and it requires its own marketing, right? So we got a little bit of, I would say, traction because Matic team was very helpful. We were one of the first ones, right? So we launched and uh, the marketing team is really good at helping projects. And I think you can see what they do to the every dApp that comes on board. Uh, so they helped us out, but I don't think we really hit it at that time, right? And um, I believe um, the product that 99% of the Matic community now uses was built at the end of August. And the story behind it is this dApp called Polymarket, one of the biggest dApps on Polygon. Uh, ironically, nothing to do with Polygon in the name. <laughs> I think Polygon name was changed later, but at that time uh, they were Polymarket. And um, you know, Shane uh, and his team basically were looking for you know reliable RPC service, and there was nobody. Uh, there was no Infura. And ironically, I'm talking to you guys a day or two after Infura is launched on Polygon. But um, you know, back then they were not there, and uh, I'm trying to remember. I think I had some other deals that was happening with another company to sort of launch something with Formatic. Um, and then um, thankfully, JD and Sandeep reached out and they said, hey, you know, would you guys be interested? And yeah. we actually did not have the product, just so you know, right? So <laughs> yeah. I, I, this is the story. And I think but we did not have the product. We were planning, right? We were just discussing at that time that, hey, maybe we can scale it because I have a lot of DevOps experience. Uh, and then we were like, hey, it's just an internal thing. We already kind of use it, but then we had to build it for masses. And of course, the numbers we shared yesterday was not what we built it for. But Polymarket came to us and said, hey, we want to do a million calls in a day. And I was like, that's not possible. <laughs> and and. <laughs> Then I think I built a prototype. Literally, I personally built it over the weekend so that their team could start testing because it was a very time-sensitive thing. I think they could have joined another layer two. I don't know, right? Like I'm just, maybe I'm exaggerating now, but at that time, that's what it felt. The urgency was there and they were very happy. They were like, they were very happy to like um, move fast as well. So that sort of motivated me. Like, hey, these guys really want to come on board. Uh, I remember setting up the first Stripe subscription like i had had that stripe account for such a long time and there's like zero revenue right you can imagine <laughs> i'm like setting up this thing and um giving it to this person on the team uh alex who's actually uh he's not with polymarket anymore but he's built one of the really cool apps called myyield.finance you guys should check it out 
Uh, and then Alex and me are like literally talking on a Thursday, 2 a.m. for me, I think. And then I said, okay, I'll try to get something up by weekend, which is just crazy. And meanwhile, I left a message for Anamit saying, guess what? We're going to go with this. Remember that idea that we've been discussing? We have a customer, so we need to build it soon. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'll just give them something out. So we gave uh, like a V0 because it was not a version. It was literally just for them. Uh, and then Anumit started building the first version of the RPC. Uh, but that's not what you guys use today. And that was also only built for polymarket, uh, with like some rate limiting because you never knew, right? How's it supposed to work? Uh, but yeah, for all purposes, it's nothing innovative. Uh, I'm not going to take credit for that. A lot of companies already offer it, like Infura and Alchemy. We just hustled our way out to sort of offer that. What we do behind the scenes, which is, optimizing for Matic, which I think nobody had done that then. And even now, a lot of people are not aware of, right? Because Matic is a, or Polygon is a high throughput blockchain. There's block time of two seconds. There's, it's very different from how Ethereum works, right? So it's, you don't, you can't just like copy paste as much as everybody comes along thinking you can just copy paste the RPC and it'll work. That's not how things are supposed to work. But, uh, but yeah, that's the story. So that we, um, we kicked that off. And um, yeah, uh, and then we talked to the foundation and I think we came up with like very similar plans. So we had to match whatever Infura had. Yeah. <laughs> this is the sad part. Uh, and I, I couldn't figure it out because we were like, we are this tiny company. We don't have funding, right? So by that time we have no money, right? Yeah. And how do we sort of make it happen? I go get a deal from AWS at that time. Uh, they were very helpful. And thanks to our 500 Startups connection, they want to help startups. So they gave us a deal. Uh, and Sorry, did they give us a deal? I don't know. We've gone through so many of them. We've gone through Google. We've gone through AWS. We've gone through Azure, all of these guys. Um, so they gave us a good deal. And then uh, Sandeep said that if you guys can scale it, then we would want the community to use the public endpoint as well. So at that time, Matic used to provide that. And I think you guys might still see it some places. Like uh, I think it's called rpcmainnet.matic.network. But it was not designed for, like, the, the Matic team shouldn't be maintaining that, right, for transparency anyway, right? It should be run by somebody else. Um, so, but then we came up with the alternate public RPC, which I think you guys use. And yeah. uh, right now, about 200 million calls we get is just on that. Uh, and it doesn't make us any money, right? Because it's a public endpoint. It just has a higher, I would say it has a much more generous rate limit than some of the competitors because uh, we have a good understanding with the uh, Matic Foundation uh, and they've been like helping us sort of subsidize that cost. And then what we have is a product that you can go to rpc.maticwidget.com and you can sign up uh, and effectively get your own dedicated endpoint, which is what my job is when I see a DAP using a public endpoint for too long. And maybe I'll come to you guys soon too. <laughs> You're supposed to go there. And then <laughs> don't worry yeah, about it. We, we like all... <laughs> We we want to help projects too, right? So it's part of our quota. And then we uh, we sort of, because in the end, the experience is not so great, right? If suddenly um, a lot of users come in, there's a little bit of rate limiting and all those things. And then, so you get a dedicated endpoint. Uh, it's fully automated. The good part is it's tied to the Stripe thing. You get a free plan. When you want to upgrade, you pay with your credit card. Unfortunately, we can't accept crypto publicly. We have been trying to help some teams now. Uh, even like we are accepting now Matic mainnet crypto because we really know that a lot of teams don't have money on the, uh, not only do they not have money on ETH mainnet, but it's expensive, right? Like to do the transfer. Yeah. 
we are helping out but generally speaking the product is full self service and then if you are a large enough dap then you basically get a uh, sort of a more high performance dedicated nodes or like more than one node and you effectively get like your own setup but yeah that's that's what uh, that's what you are the entire polygon community uses and if you saw the stat yesterday we hit uh 500 million calls in a day so yeah uh so and uh, a little bit about that cuz you know <laughs> polygon has been blowing up right transactions are through the roof so um how are you guys um uh, adapting to that do you think um how how are you changing in order to maintain i hear you hold on let me yeah. let maybe me. now we'll take a quick commercial break do do <laughs> You can mint your Mimatic now. Actually, no, we reached the the debt ceiling. Yeah, we reached the debt ceiling pretty quickly. I, um, sorry, can you oh. guys hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, perfect. Uh, I don't know what happened, but uh, yeah, I just switched to the Bluetooth. Uh, the speaker just went off. Um, yeah, sorry, you were talking about high throughput of transactions. Oh, sorry, high volume yeah. of transactions. Volume, speed, all, all those sorts of mm. uh, numbers. How are you guys adapting to it? Um, in your development. <laughs> I yeah, don't know we, how many uh, we, have, we have a lot of community members asking us. <laughs> yeah, asking us to ask you. It's it's not been the easiest. Uh also because you know I want to give both credit and you have to understand that you know unlike the Ethereum community which is uh behind get uh Matic uses a fork of get so we start with that right so there's something called bor uh which is effectively very similar to um uh get i mean it is similar as an it is the same it just has some tiny uh, changes uh but when you start to do three times ethereum's volume right now you're thinking about how do you sort of scale that because that's not what even get is designed for i mean it is designed to handle some bit of volume which is what you see on the ethereum mainnet sometimes the block size is increased by the miners but the general recommendation by the head of the project uh, peter you should see that right he always criticizes that so uh in the latest improvement which i think we'll also be going live soon as well on the matic network can now support those you know bigger states so that's that's been our biggest challenge right how do you suddenly um handle throughput and also how do you handle so many rpc calls because we were you know we've been like growing organically too right we don't we're not like some major big company that has resources to throw and we literally have been throwing all the hardware to keep up with the demand um but i think there's like a two part problem and um and it's you know we work very very closely uh with matic engineers making sure and at the moment i think we are still the largest provider right even though the uh, there are some competitors who have come in and infiders also come in uh and we'll be working closely with them sharing our knowledge of everything that we have had to deal with uh um gets better and there's some network upgrades too that will help with that uh what i will tell you and i think i got pinged on twitter uh constantly is the explorer i'll set that record straight <laughs> we do that out of the love for the community that is the least one part of my job we did not build that explorer <laughs> we don't like to run that explorer it is it was not designed for this right as much as respect i have for the block scout team and they designed it for the poa network and i think extra and others use it uh, it was not for that right like we are now struggling to keep up with demand and i can't tell you the extra effort that goes into just maintaining the explorer uh, versus uh, because the rpc is our it's entirely our not only our code base it's our infrastructure we have optimized it 
even the challenges we run into, we we know how to deal with it. But the explorer is like, um, we just like sometimes I just have to pray. I'm like, don't crash tonight. I need to sleep, <laughs> right? So and it does happen, right? Like I get called uh, two, three in the morning, and then so there's only one person who has me on the uh, speed dial and do not disturb. That's Sandeep. So if he calls, it'll ring my phone and it'll wake me up, <laughs> and it's happened enough times. But um, to the community, you guys will be very happy to know. Uh, there's a, I can't publicly tell, but I think the hints are there on Twitter that there is an alternative or rather I shouldn't call them alternative. They're going to be the primary explorer moving forward. And, uh, that should take care of a lot of your problems. And for us too, because yeah. we don't want to rely you heard on we use cool. the explorer. And, sorry. Uh, that would be amazing. Yeah. And yeah. we appreciate all of the effort. Thank you for cleaning <laughs> that up. I think uh, I think it's fantastic. We also get blamed for funds being lost. And I have to always remind people that, you know, an explorer is never the proof of blockchain state, right? It's still a, it's a database in the end. And actually a database that can be manipulated, keep in mind, right? So that's why I always say, look at two or three of them uh, separately and always query the chain, right? If you really want to know. But I think to a consumer, who doesn't know RPC and APIs and stuff like it gets hard. Right. And I completely understand that we do need a very smooth functioning explorer. Uh, and yeah, it will, it should happen very, 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 very soon. <laughs> I keep saying that. Every oh, day. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, that's that's <laughs> awesome. awesome. Um, yeah. But it will not be run by us. So <laughs> I think I'm happy. <laughs> that it won't be run by us. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving this conversation. I know we, we had it kind of scheduled for about 30 minutes, but we did want to dive in a little bit into the the space. Sure. So we we um, talked about. Let me just let me make sure I don't yeah. have another. Yeah, I don't have anything else scheduled right now. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um. So yeah, we were able to talk a little bit about you, a little bit about your your projects. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the the space and other challenges that you see in the DeFi space right now. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting, and I think I'll get to what we are also one of the other projects that I've been working on for the last six months. Uh, one thing else is uh, just the boom of DeFi, right? So when I believe when Matic launched and, uh, you know, in the first three or six months, uh, it wasn't meant for, at least people were not like locking a lot of funds for DeFi, right? It was more around how do we scale EVM? And then you're essentially just doing smaller like transfers and stuff. So, there's so many projects out there, but I'm trying to remember the first ones. Uh, who was there? I think Decentral Games, IGG, uh, Sportex, a bunch of these companies, right? So if you see those dApps, those were the first ones, right? Before Now, obviously, you can put everybody under DeFi, right? If there is a financial aspect to uh, each and every one of them. But I think that was the... back. Uh, so when we got started, I don't think that's what even I predicted that it would be so big. And... The market itself, right? So in since October, DeFi has been like just on a constant boom, right? So if you sort of look at that total value locked, not just on Matic, but elsewhere, it's been crazy. And for Matic uh, or Polygon, for the last three months or so, I think it's just been a crazy boom, right? So I we sometimes have a hard time onboarding, even though we have an automated product, like because there are bigger like Aave and others who have come in. Um, you know, it takes a lot of effort for us to make sure we give the same experience and do keep in mind that our infrastructure is critical for the money to move around, right? Because mm -hmm. things can get stuck or um, 
um, you know, like, or maybe there can be issues and you have to think about security from even our aspect, not just the network aspect. And which is why we have alternate uh, RPCs now making sure that we're not a single point of failure. So that's been our, I think, our bigger challenge as the boom has sort of come in. It's been uh, hard enough for most people to scale. But, uh, you know, I think I've shared numbers on Twitter quite often. Uh, we went from, I think we were doing about 100 million calls uh, maybe just a month ago or two months ago max. So we've hit 500. Right? So, And that's still like counting that there are others who are not using us, right? They're using the older RPC. They're using QuickNote. They're using now there's Infura and others. So we're probably, might, it might be actually a billion calls in a day, right? Just through RPC. And there's, of course, people running nodes of their own, right? Because they don't want to depend on a third party, completely understandable, and they would sort of query through that. So there's a lot happening. I can't reveal all the names of the customers <laughs> to protect their privacy, but you guys can see that, right? When you go to any of these dApps and then you see which endpoints they're hitting, you'll know who's using us and who's not. Um, but I have seen a major boom just in the last 30 days. Like, so we, our revenue also has doubled, even though our costs have gone up quite a lot because we had to scale. Um, you know, we really had to, uh, spend a lot more, but the revenue itself, right? Like I didn't even have to like, like we don't have a sales team, right? We just yeah. basically are completely community driven. Somebody pings us, we yeah. help them on board. This is beyond the automated, um, stripe because a lot of people can't pay with credit card and stuff. And a lot of people can't pay, right? There's hackers, there's students. So we do all kinds of discounts and deals. So, but yeah, what I can see is that the revenue from just DeFi projects has just like doubled in the last month and maybe, maybe even tripled in the last uh, 40 days. And that's how crazy it has been. Uh, the challenges I'll get to is why I've been building this, um, sort of a side idea. It's a spin-off from Block Visual, same team. We're just trying to help these DeFi projects more. Uh, it's called Powerloom. And if you guys go to powerloom.io, uh, you'll see an initial sort of a, um, idea. We started helping, I think I'm trying to remember. No, we helped Gitcoin team. Uh, so that was the first sort of a POC, like a proof of concept, but, uh, Polymarket, since they were our first customers with RPC, we saw the pain points because when you use the RPC or graph or any like multiple data sources, there's a lot of trust um, that the end users have to put on a front end or things like that, right? And it's a lot of maintenance and effort for developers who should be focusing on their idea, not on how do I get these things to work, right? So we we work closely um, with a lot of teams, like even the graph team, making sure like I think QuickSwap's been having trouble purely because there's so much volume on Matic that the, you know, they're not able to, Graph is not able to pull the data out. So I think today the new infrastructure should go live. Uh, I've been waiting for them to switch to that and hopefully those problems will be solved. So even though QuickSwap uses that directly, they have to use Graph and then they used to use all these different sources, right? So as a DeFi project, you can see these challenges, right? Because now you're dealing with a huge amount of users yeah. uh, and suddenly you start to see I don't want to call them cracks. It's just scaling problems. Every company has them and every yep. project will have them uh, and every industry will have them. And these are good problems to solve, which is how I like to think of it. The bad problems may be people um, doing <laughs> rock pulling. Let's call it that, right? Yeah. Rock pulling on 
some projects making people say that, hey, you can get rich using this high throughput chain because the problem with, I mean, the good thing about Matic is because you can make transactions so quickly, you can do a lot of fun stuff. But when you do that fun stuff, you can also incentivize people to do things that they're not aware of because um, when on Ethereum, you look at your gas cost, you, how many transactions do you guys do in on Ethereum? I don't even do one a day right now, right? Because of the gas cost. That's yeah, on Matic, I probably do about 100 just for testing some of the customers' projects. And these are not even the ones I'm playing around with just to see how they are, right? So that means that when you make it convenient, it also brings in bad actors. And it is actually still up to the community to fix it because it's not the job of, let's say, like we have been blamed, uh, by the way, already uh, for somebody rug pulled and they said, hey, they're using your interface. And I said, well, we can't do anything about it. Um, yeah. And then I know who who gets the most blame, right? Which is the Matic Polygon team. Because they're like, hey, it's your network. But it's not their job to, they shouldn't be censoring anyone, first of all, because yeah. it's yeah. a decentralized network. It's the community's job, which means um, we ourselves have to sort of build that around. And I think enough people are working on it. I can see some uh, community telegram groups, which are now talking about these projects so that People are aware, like, which is real, which is not. Is there a real team behind it? Um, and is it legit, right? Because when you just go and click on a bunch of buttons, uh, especially when you're allowing, um, I don't know whether you guys know, you approve a trans- uh, sorry, you approve an allowance for an ERC-20, right? Mm-hmm. And then you sort of uh, submit it. A lot of the projects, I'm not saying they're doing intentionally, but that's what I found, that they are approving an unlimited amount of spend, right? And it's a it's kind of a hack from the ethereum days because on ethereum you don't want to do two transactions it's so expensive right so you kind of i think the code sort of came in gotcha. where they're doing that and that means that if something bad happens then suddenly anyone can spend your crypto so quickly right whether it's any ERC 20 for the matter so these are like just very minor things but i think people are working on it i personally want to solve this problem by the way so i was thinking if i can get some time which i'm not been able to get to uh like a weekend project uh which just gives this information and that's what paulum's larger vision is um so use the block which apis use the block which rpc and give d5 projects one a better insight into what's happening uh, on the, on a network like Polygon or any other, right? Like maybe it's also from ETH and Polygon, right? A combination of both, which is very important. Exactly. Uh, and then give end users who don't have the technical expertise a better overview. So they don't have to rely on some complicated technical tools, right? So that's kind of our, at least our approach. And I know many other companies, uh, Snapshot uh, uh, page is doing that as well for governance, uh, really like what they're doing from Balancer Labs. Um, there's, uh, quick charts. I think I saw the other day, which is giving a little bit of insight, um, into what's happening with tokens. And of course, you know, QuickSwap has its own, um, data as well. But yeah, that's, I think that's, that's one of the sort of a challenge plus what the community might need to do as this, uh, DeFi summer. I, I don't think we're even gotten started, right? From what it yeah. is. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, does that's, your brain at least these are my thoughts? <laughs> does your brain ever get like a a, a pause? It seems like you're always finding new problems oh, and trying to come I up with wish. solutions. I have to tell myself, so that's why I have a co-founder who does that for me. Right? He's <laughs> he's not sitting and processing a hundred different things because he's very focused on one thing. That's good. I just it just gets me excited, right? Like it's like I'm like I feel excited like a kid, uh, and yeah. I'm like oh, I got to go solve this itch. 
And yeah, I think I have about a hundred ideas like listed, which I really want to solve. And I haven't been able to. We even ran a boot camp last year and I don't have time to run it anymore. But we basically onboarded uh, students from all over the world for free. We used to teach them on uh, AirMeet and give them assignments and then basically onboard them from our so we have a tutorials product on ETH, which is, uh-huh. I don't think we ever built it for Matic. But yeah, from there, they come in, they learn a bit, and then they go to Matic, which will do really go deep into Solidity and stuff like that. Because I really wanted them all to build cool stuff that I yeah. couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's, what's the but, name of the bootcamp yeah. for anyone listening? Uh, yeah, it was just called uh, Block Ritual Bootcamp. I think some of the videos are already out there. We might actually put them more of them out just for people to see. But cool. there is a, I think we built a product called Tutorials. I wish we had built it for Matic too, so that people could see. But the problem was it is so fast that <laughs> the way we had designed it for Goalie Network was like it would take 20 seconds. So by the time it's getting confirmed, like every action you do, we would explain them. But then on Matic, I think you'll click it, it'll be like confirmed and then uh, people are not going to read. <laughs> so it's like a strange problem that we ran into when I first started uh, porting it. But, you know, it doesn't matter. It's the same EVM thing. And then they, then you basically come to Matic, which will just sort of build on top of it. Uh, I don't think we ever built any... Trying to remember. No, I think we built some tutorial, like bootcamp videos on RPC as well because we wanted people to know everything about how... Uh, Ethereum and virtual machine and, you know, Matic and Polygon work. Uh, and it's yeah. very important. You need to know the fundamentals. Absolutely. No, that's fantastic. I think we'll we'll just take up, if you've got five more minutes, we'll take up five more minutes and just kind of knock through a couple couple of these questions that the community wants to hear. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying yeah. to see if there's comments here. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and we, we wanted to get your, your thoughts on Chida. Um, what do you think about it and uh, the role of stable coins in general in DeFi? Yeah, I personally haven't been able to try your product out yet because I have a, it's in my list, uh, but I haven't gotten to uh, yet. But um, so I basically spent some time uh, going through and I actually felt there was something missing, right, on the Matic network, um, at least as a stable coin so that I could like, I am not a big Matic holder. I wish I was. Uh, I think the first Matic I had was from when it was one cent. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have the money, uh, but I, you know, I tell my friends. Uh, by the way, this is not investment advice to anybody listening. I have to give that disclaimer. Uh, ETH or Matic, those are the only two things I actually own. Um, but uh, my main thing was like, I wish sometimes I could like, you know, collateralize that, uh, lend it. Of course, there's a lot of lending protocols out there, but it's very difficult for people to think it from a stablecoin perspective, right? Because the price fluctuates a lot. I think as of today, it's up. Is this, am I reading it correctly? It says it's $1.37. Okay, that's why we were getting pinged a lot today. Uh, that's why the price has gone up. Um, but yeah, so that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? So if there's a fluctuation, it's very difficult for people to, have that ability of something like the die. Uh, now, I guess like we ourselves accept payments in USDC and USD Tether now, um, because some other, for some reason, some people just prefer to pay for Tether. Uh, and the advantage for us is uh, because we are a US company and we have a Coinbase account, uh, when we get, at least not on Matic Mania, but right now, hopefully they'll add that support. Um, when we get it on Ethereum mainnet uh, and we get USDC, it's exactly the same amount. And that's very critical for our business, right? Because, you know, when we think about it, like if we were to accept crypto right now, if we look at the total loss for our customers and us, 
we spend more money than the Stripe processing fee, which is just sad, right? Like it shouldn't be the case. And that's why my goal was to actually, <laughs> um, you know, use Matic Network to sort of uh, take a lot of that, right? Um, and then um, the reason we use stable coins is because on Coinbase, when we accept USDC, it comes straight to our bank. Like literally there's no fees, right? And But that's because it's pegged. Now, how many people want to accept that, right? Because there is a US comment behind it. Uh, by the way, if you guys have seen the USDC contract, there is a blacklist there. So which means they can kick you off if for whatever reason. Um, yeah, yeah, not a lot of people are aware of this, right? Uh, there is a blacklist right there in the contract because it is a regulated uh, stable coin, unlike the other one, uh, which we do accept. And uh, you know, you don't know how, what is the backing, but that's the thing with USDC. Now, when it's coming to an actual stable coin like DAI, right, um, that is what truly the community has built. And I think that's something that you kind of need something on a different network. And uh, that's where I was very interested in what you guys are doing. I was, uh, I know this is an interview for me. Otherwise, I had a lot of questions for you guys <laughs> on how you guys are doing. But maybe I'll spend a little more time playing around, understanding yeah. what it is. And the best part of, uh, I think, the advantage that you guys have uh, because I'll tell you, when we were explaining the DAI um, to our bootcamp students on Ethereum, we couldn't quite show it to them because of one, the gas prices were high. You couldn't do transactions easily. So we had to fake a token on mm -hmm. Gourley. And then I remember we were doing things with it, but then there's no liquidity. So, you know, you don't really see what's going on. But then on Matic, uh, um, you can literally do that, right? Because you guys can actually, they can be constant transactions and you can... Uh, stabilize it better because there's a lot of things that do happen uh, because of oracles and things like that. There's a crash and die as well. I've seen a few times. Um, so I think that's that's what excites me. There's, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of an ex-matic engineer, uh, sorry, an ex-matic, uh, I don't know if was he an engineer or was he a biz dev person, Siddharth, he built, uh, he and one more person, Arpit, I think, uh, built DeFi dollar. Uh, and it's a project on ETH mainnet. Uh, and I was very curious uh, about that as well. So it's, it's quite exciting, right? How do you sort of go about um, building uh, stable coins? And there's, um, to sort of sum it up, uh, what most people um, don't understand is you have to pay bills for a certain amount, right? Like, And that's why stable coins, and I, I want to think beyond US dollars, but let's assume it's just US dollars for now. It's very important for people to mathematically think how much am I going to uh, need to spend X amount, right? And I think that's why uh, a community-driven stablecoin is better than like maybe a US dollar back, but it's still better than like me paying somebody in ETH or Matic because like, you know, I'll give an example. Just before Elon Musk tweeted, uh, I had received some grant from somebody. By the time the grant came and got confirmed, we lost 15% of the value, right? And that sh wouldn't have happened had it been on a stablecoin, right? That's So it's kind of got both pros and cons, uh, but in the end, we needed that money to pay our devs. Okay. So suddenly I can't tell my devs that, hey, you're going to get paid less this month, right? Like, And I think that's, that's where there is a huge need and there will always be a need for uh, tokens which are based off... Um, let's say Matic, right? The price should go up because if it has more traction, it's like a stock, right? For essentially, or at least, okay, I'm not going to call it a stock because it'll, <laughs> then it becomes a security. Yeah, yeah. But um, it is important um, for the ecosystem and not just the gas prices and things like that, but the 
the better it's doing, the price can go up. But when it comes to I like I would rather hold that kind of a thing, right? I will not be spending it, right? And exactly. I think what you guys are doing is, which is what I found it interesting. I'm not losing my matic. Uh, if I is that by the way, my correct good yeah. understanding. Your matic, oh, correct. Okay, so I get to set that as collateral, and I was trying to play around with Ave and a few others just to see that as well. Um, there's one more project, um, not able to remember. So they were also offering the same thing. How do you sort of lend it out? Um, because last year, I told you about the shitty times we were going through. I had to sell our ETH for $130. And I felt oh. so bad because I had held that for three years yeah. and then eventually had to pay rent, right? Yeah. So, um, and, and Sandeep knows about this as well. So sometimes I'm like, what an idiot. I could have just lent, uh, sorry, borrowed against my ETH, right? But the reason I couldn't do that because it was not easy, right? Like, and it was also a different time, not in a fraud. Now on Matic, I could easily do that, right? I could go, first of all, it will also be fast, cheaper. And then I could pay back the loan. Uh, imagine paying a, a, a $100 loan on Ethereum mainnet right now. You can't possibly do that, no, right? No. I think that's, that's one of the, that's why I'm excited. Uh, but I think we should also be aware of um, the, the challenges with just um, using it on a particular network, right? Because you need to be able to pay, which is why I think the on-ramp off-ramps are also very, very important uh, and not just the money, you know, sitting in a, uh, what I like to call is like a, uh, like Ethereum is this big bar and yeah. then you still have to enter through Ethereum. You have to pay your deposit and you get the entry, but you don't get to sit there. It's very expensive. Yeah. And then you go to this cool um, outdoor place, which is Matic, and there's a bigger party there. And you can do, uh, you can pay your for your drinks faster using the money that you deposited there, right? Exactly. Or whatever it is. That's my analogy. I explain like, this to non-blockchain people. I like uh, that. How, what is Ethereum? <laughs> what like is Ethereum and what is an L2? <laughs> so uh, do you yeah. see a future anyway. where maybe Block Vigil will uh, accept some mematic as payment? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I think right now what we do is we actually, no matter what our... So usually we accept only USDC because we have to yeah. exit that. Uh, actually, I don't think we have done an exit in a month <laughs> because it's so expensive to exit out. Uh, but, but that's okay for us because what we are now doing is we are keeping some of our... Because, you know, uh, we are so dependent on Matic Network. We are also... Um, keeping our trust and keeping a lot of our money locked in in the Matic network in the hopes that we can uh, not only pay future employees uh, on Matic network, uh, like we uh, we at least want people to get incentivized, right? And we can start like whatever product we end up building, right? Like sometimes it's really useful because we can just give it out on the Matic network. So that's one. The second is I think uh, for a bookkeeping, it's very important that we book it in US dollars because we are a US company, we have to file taxes. Uh, and it's very difficult for us if we don't do that uh, in the exact sort of dollar amount. And that's why we always convert it to a stable coin, whatever we get. And there's only a few projects that we have taken a non-stable coin uh, purely because, you know, they are, they have a governance token and they can't liquidate that. Sorry, they can't, go on quick swap and exchange because it look like as if they're selling, but instead they show that, Hey, we are given a, we're paying for our expenses too. Uh, it's just a minor detail, but yeah, it does happen. And uh, thankfully uh, on Matic, we don't care so much because we immediately go and uh, do the swap. So yeah, we might accept it for now. I think uh, officially we don't publicly accept any crypto uh, because it's, it's a little tricky for us, uh, but yeah, never know. Uh, right. Very soon. 
Perfect. So we'll wrap it up with, with two more questions and yep, make the, um, quick ones. That way you can get back to the fires that, uh, yeah, I know. I was just thinking about it. Okay. Thinking fire is okay so far. <laughs> uh, so two things. Yeah. First one, uh, what can the community do to help block vigil? What's, what's an ask that you have for the community? Uh, I think keep your trust in us <laughs> with the larger companies coming in. I think it's very easy for people to jump the ship. Um, and we will never like, we will never have all the features that they have, right? Because our focus has been providing the best service. Uh, and it's less about features. It's less about certain things because they've had three or four years of doing that, right? We've just like gotten started. But what we definitely excel is in customer support. So if you go and ask every one of uh, Matic Visual's paid customers and even the free ones, hopefully, uh, they will tell you that uh, when you ask us a question, whether it's through the live chat, like I literally monitor that live chat myself. I'm the first person who responds. Uh, otherwise, somebody else will. Uh, and there's a help desk and there's, of course, our Discord where we open it up for the community to answer. So that's one of our things, right? Keep the trust in us um, because we are doubling down. Um, initially, I think it looked like um, we would have to pass on <laughs> to somebody because uh, it was going to be very difficult for us to scale. Uh, but uh, I personally kind of started, you know, like I didn't want to give up anymore because I was like, this is so much fun and we're just getting started, right? Like the more and more projects coming in and uh, thankfully um, the, for us to continue, it's very important that we have cost revenue, right? Like, because that's how we make money. We don't have a token and we actually don't want to get into that, right? It just complicates things, right? It's so easy for a community to understand uh, there's only one Matic token they need <laughs> for doing gas. And unless you're using Biconomy, uh, like one of our customers, then you don't even need to do that. And um, effectively just pay for the RPC or use a free plan, right? If you're getting started, you know, we will always have that free plan as long as we can, um, you know, support it. So I think that's what's important for us. For the projects to use us, the larger projects are the ones who really fund uh, the development because, you know, somebody has to pay the bills, right? <laughs> uh, nothing yeah. is free. Um, because I think there's a bit of a misconception, um, in the community around both us and the Matic network. They say that, uh, you know, like, oh, MetaMask is free, mm. uh, and it has these endpoints, right? What people don't realize is behind those endpoints, there's a company funding it, right? I'm not going to name them. You guys can do your own research, um, because they're good friends of ours as well. Uh, but there's somebody running that. It's There is no such thing as free. The only, actually, there is no free. You still have to run your node if you really want to connect to, a, you know, you're on RPC and you'll know uh, how much more difficult it is to run a Matic node right now. Uh, we're hitting about, I think we're about to hit this one terabyte uh, on uh, the state size of archive nodes on Matic, which is just insane. Wow. Uh, it was like one tenth of that not too long ago. So um, yeah, so there's more, right? There's uh, more coming, but uh, that's that's our biggest ask to the community. Uh, have patience with us as we are. I think our downtimes have reduced significantly. We've been doing, you know, in spite of what people see as downtimes, the amount of calls we serve uh, before we moved to the new infrastructure because we had a lot less. I think we were doing 99.9999. So basically six nines which is uh, actually well above the industry standard and it's a little surreal. So right now we are trying to keep it to that four to five nines. Uh, and, um, you know, beyond that, we have a lot of uh, 
things in place right now, monitoring, auto healing, and uh, we are actually just setting up a completely new team that is just going to be fully focused on the RPC. Uh, and I think um, for the Explorer, I'm not making any more promises because it will soon be gone, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, I think what we will do is we'll continue an Explorer. Like we'll just keep something running because I yeah. think you should have an alternative, right? It shouldn't exactly. always be just one. So we might we might run. Let's see. Um, if I'm in a good mood, I'll keep it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah that's, so, that's all we need. We just need the community support, and uh, you know, we'll do. We'll keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, hear you here. Um. But yeah. So, as a parting question, who who would you like to hear from next? Uh, one of our fireside chats, uh, within the Polygon community. Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Uh, Feel free to name drop. You know, so many projects. Maybe I'll pitch a new one, right? Uh, I don't know if he is up for uh, the challenge, but I will tag uh, uh, Alex, who uh, he was the uh, he was on the ex uh, he was a on the Polymarket team. He runs. Uh, he basically built this hack over the last week, I think, or was the last two weeks. It's called MyYield.Finance, and it's this. Uh, you basically stake your Matic. And you earn up to 25% APY using Aave. He's figured out a way to sort of do it. It's a lot of fun. And only me and a few others have been playing along with it. So you guys should definitely have him on board uh, because I think he was not only responsible for, like, you know, for our polymarket, one of the first dApps to sort of come on, you know, one of the first big dApps to come on the system. So he has a lot of insight. And uh, I think he's doing him. He, he himself is doing this now, something in the DeFi space. So that'll be a fun uh, chat. Oh, let's see. Uh, I'll I'll give you his Twitter handle, but I think you guys can find him. I think it's called Entrepreneur, basically. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's cute. Alex will be, will be reaching out to you uh, yeah. here shortly. Uh, again, thank you. Thank you so much, Saroop. Uh, yeah, it's been, thank you so much, guys, for taking, been a pleasure. I, Sorry for taking up so much of your time. It was just a, a little bit over I, I, was, I, I was thinking about writing a blog post. Um, I'm very bad at writing. Uh, it's just like I have a lot of thoughts, as you can clearly see. And it's very difficult to pen them down into. Yeah. So I tweet a lot. Uh, unfortunately, due to the current situation in India, which you guys must be aware of, and how much Sandeep is doing through the COVID exactly. relief fund. And thanks to Vitalik for that massive donation. Um, it, you know, I've actually been... Uh, keeping it only to uh, um, important like amplification tweets. Uh, so some of it is going through block vigil, but we're not sharing as much as we used to. We're just trying to keep it under the radar. Uh, but yeah, I just thought when you guys reached out, I was like, okay, perfect. I will uh, <laughs> squash a few of the rumors because people said block vigil is shutting down. They're not going to scale and so many things. And, uh, and they are also excited, right? Like, because they see the progress and they wanted to hear. So I thought, great, I will do this video interview, which is uh, free flowing. And uh, you guys have been great hosts <laughs> letting me speak so much. <laughs> Thank you. No, it, it's been, it's been amazing to hear your entire story and everything that you have in the works. Really, really thankful. And um, yeah. yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll do this again uh, sometime soon. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Take care guys. Thank you. And Take care. Take care. Hey to everyone watching. Thanks for coming on. Bye. Bye-bye.